sex, fucking, dating, and love. Seek treatment. If you're boring as fuck, seek treatment. If you're unlucky in love, seek treatment. If you just can't take a hint, we'll seek treatment. With Kat and Pat. Hey! It's Coochie. <clears throat> it's Pat. I thought you were going to say Poochie. Oh, no. That's you too, like, that's too, now that I have a dog, I have to be careful about using words like Poochie, because it's like, it could be taken too seriously and too earnestly. Yeah, we, we don't be serious. Sorry, we don't, <laughs> we don't like being serious. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would hate to be some, thought of as someone who earnestly says Poochie, and, or even joking, it's just, it's all too close. I wouldn't say, anyways, I'm Pat. It's too close for comfort, and this is Seek Treatment, a podcast, a podcast about boys, sex, fucking, dating, and love. Now, the story I was going to tell you, first of all, I want to bring in our guest, we have the most amazing guest, and she's family. She's family, and, yes. like, we go way back with this guest. <laughs> she wrote, she, um... Is writing on or has written, may still be writing. She writes for hacks with Pat. And she used to write on my mod team at UCB. And she wrote the only funny sketch that ever happened on Monday, which I still think is good, called Shy Girl, based on a character I pitched about a girl who's shy. Now put your ears open for the one, the only Ariel Carlin. Okay, the story I was about to tell Pat before we logged on is so classico tomato sauce. It's Cut to me, it's 2018, you know, so when you start doing comedy, a moment happens where, like, one person decides you're funny, and then, like, they make everyone else agree or something. So, 2018, everyone decided they liked me for one second, <laughs> and then I went to this meeting in LA with these ex hashtag execs, and it was like a cartoon, they were all, all of a sudden, they were, like, they're, like, whispering to each other, and they're, like, we want to give you your own TV show. It was like a cartoon, and I was, like, okay, Absolutely. And I was like, I love it. Um, obviously, that didn't pan out. <laughs> no, and I say that with so much love for everyone in that room. Nothing but love. And whoever steered me away from that, you know, I have nothing but love for everyone involved. Yeah. But in that room, they were talking about how they were going to do a League of Their Own TV show. And the guy was like, and you'll be in it, obviously. Obviously, you'll be in it. I was like, for sure. And he's like, I have no doubt in my mind. You're going to be in it. But to now, I, I'm not in it. Um, not only am I not in it, I don't even think I was asked to audition. Or if I was, I think I was asked to audition, but for, it was for a part that I was so wrong for that I was like, oh, they don't know who I am or care. And that is, I love being part of the Hollywood machine. I love it. And yeah. I would die for an Emmy Award. I would kill myself. For an Oscar award, and I, I would commit seppuku for a Golden Globe. It's so funny, you know. I'm not. I'm actually not interested in an Oscar. Wow. Uh, yeah. What, wow. Would I, what would I get it for? You don't I, want to write a movie. Well, to write a movie that would win an Oscar would have to be so. No offense, bad. Like <laughs> it, would, it would have to. Something be, would have to happen really different to you to make you do that. Well, it would have to be so self-serious in the most embarrassing way, and I'm, or or it could be about someone. Okay, now it's recording. Sorry. Um, Wait, while we're talking about recordings, I have not started doing a voice memo on my phone because I panicked and then we started talking and I couldn't find the thing on my phone. Oh, so, no worries. Wait, can I do that for a second? Yeah, we will just start over a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, that's my fault. Okay, you're recording. Oh my God, thunder. I yeah. love thunder. I love thunderstorms. Hey, hey, this is Kitty Cat. And this is Pat. And we're with our amazing guest, Ariel Carlin. We're not sure what's been recorded we don't so far. <laughs> so if you're, but I want, even if the original intro airs as it happened, I still want this in. Yeah, I let's want keep a both. double intro. I want people to understand that sometimes you do the intro twice. Even yeah. though I guess we never have in the past. We try our best. <laughs> I I broke seek treatment. I know. It's, it's unbreakable. It's, it's unbreakable. unbreakable. It's a Kimmy Schmidt podcast. <laughs> um, How are you? How are you, girl? 
I am normal bad. Oh, Thank you okay. for asking. That makes sense. Um, you know, whatever. Um, life is a bit sour in Los Angeles, California right now. But because, I am hanging strike? in the, the strike. People acting Looney Tunes. Oh, who? People, just everyone's in such a bad mood. Like, wow. it is. Because they're not working or why? Who can say? It could yeah. be a bit of. You know, okay, everyone says June gloom in L.A. when it's June. So people are saying that. Um, People are picketing. No one has a job. It's just sour. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you need to get out of town for a bit, girl. I know. And I went to Palm Springs last week for my friend's birthday. Excuse me. Excuse you. And now I'm back to LA. So that's kind of why I'm in a bad mood. My lover hates Palm Springs. Wow. I'm laughing because the fact that Pat and I are lady in the tramping with these headphones means that when he sprays his nicotine, it's going into my mouth. I don't want it. Um, I'm not addicted to that. I'm addicted to other things like food. Wait, I want to say in case it wasn't included that Ariel was is alone living is the, the oh, only right. surviving witness of a woman telling me it was brave to wear a blue tux at the Emmys. She's a yes, and I she's a designated designated survivor of that moment. Yeah, you know the Giver the book. <laughs> yes. Yeah, me and Ari- it's like one one person has to keep all the memories of the society. Oh, the- I'm the Giver, but just for the memory of someone <laughs> telling Pat that it was brave to wear a blue suit to the Emmys. Yeah, and you all only, only ever you will know what that woman's energy was like. Yeah, kind of normal, even though she was saying a weird thing. Wow, I guess only I will ever know what her energy was like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm fired. I guess you're the Giver. <laughs> Um, what was I gonna say? Um, we had a crazy, we had a crazy, uh, closely forever linked Emmys day in our one, in our one Emmys day. Have y'all been once or twice? We went once and we want to be clear that we weren't invited by the Emmys themselves on that day. You were someone's guest, right? We were Paul Lucia's guest. Oh, should we, we, that's okay to say. I think that's okay to say. Yeah, we were given plus ones that were found from hacks. And <laughs> yeah. the two found plus objects. ones. Yeah, yeah. We went together as plus ones and sat in the non-famo section together. No, I was together. sitting next to Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. And when Kel was in a pre-taped sketch, Kel Mitchell, because Keenan was hosting, and everyone went crazy because it was Keenan and Kel. I fucking love Keenan and And Chris McDonald turned to me and said, who, who is that? Why are they all cheering? And I got to explain to um, Chris McDonald, Shooter McGavin, who Kel Mitchell was. And that would have been really kind of a childhood, not dream, but thing that interested Mad me. Mad Libs. It was definitely a childhood Mad Libs, yeah. Cal loves That's orange beautiful. soda. beautiful. Yeah, he loves orange soda. What an interesting character trait. When you're yes, building a character. Yes, and I also... <laughs> <laughs> you, hey, you guys are the ones in the writer's room. Do we, yeah, what, what we... do you need to hacks characters like a mm. certain kind of food a lot? Well, yeah, uh, Deborah Vance loves Diet Coke. It cannot come Yeah, like, well, that favorite. makes sense. It's that her favorite thing that she loves. It's her favorite thing that she loves. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are filming, you're in the middle of season three, is that right? Or you're done filming. Well, no, they're in the middle. They shut. They shut down for strike. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, we don't talk about it. Everyone's being rude. And I, well, I just wanted to say I'm actually drinking Diet Coke right now, just like Deborah Vance. In the glass. So you have a liter bottle and you pour it over ice. Um. The truth is, it was a can. Mm-hmm. But I formerly drank coffee in the same cup, totally. and then I poured a 
cold can of Diet Coke into it. That yeah. sounds so good. I'm having, I'm having my cough right now at 2 p.m. I'm having Coke Zero, but I, I have to be honest, I've had two Celsii already today. Celsius. Wow. Yeah, I'm back on Celsius. You'll remember that I quit Celsius. You'll remember that, won't you? That I quit Celsius. Okay. I remember <laughs> now. So, Errol, let me tell you this. It's so nice to have you on the pod because we really, really started out early days, love. Like, New York City, no one from TV had even touched us with their voices yes. or emails. And <laughs> touched us. No, no one had ever told you you were going to be in, you were definitely going to be in the League of Their Own yet. No one had yet told me I would definitely, no one had promised me a role in the show League of Their Own without asking me and then never asked me to audition before when we met. We were doing, we were, we, it was just we just had a guess we were talking about the UCB machine but I, when we were on that team which one was it we were on a team together called mama's gotta go right and I was not there for the day we voted on the team name and I was really not into that team name and I want to say that I also was not there because I joined the team later after Thank the team God. was formed so both of us are guilt-free in the name yeah. mama's gotta go Okay, I have cool. to say, my first mod team, I remember, like, really, like, I was, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. I was so thrilled. And then our second team was, like, the most random vibe in the world. It was randomista. But thank God we connected. And I, I guess I'd already known your sister or something. I, yeah, I, know, I remember, known each other. Um, I remember, like, from, remember Blythe used to have those yes, parties? Those Blythe were, Roberson. Those were epic, dude. Yeah, I dude. I in those. You weren't around. Was Blythe UCB? I was around. I didn't know you. But I was around. I was... But Blythe wasn't UCB. This it was, was like... more like... First of all, what I remember is at the time I was like 26, 27, and a lot of people at these parties were like 22, 23, 24, and I felt like people treated me like I was an old grandma. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I was a part of that. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe, I'm, maybe I was projecting a little bit, but I think there was a bit of a stigma against 26-year-olds. I'm sure there was. Um, but they were these parties. It was like, you know, Blythe is very literary, of course, and has written books. And there were a lot of writery people there. And it was like the parties had a PowerPoint presentation element. So it was like you do sort of a comedy presentation and then socialize. It was very intense. But I think, Catherine, that's when I first met you. Yeah. I remember you had this purple velvet dress and then, like, everyone started borrowing it and, like, all these comedy girls were wearing, oh like, God. Catherine. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, my God. Which dress? It was like, yes, 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 yes. You've unlocked such a sense memory. Wow. And I don't even care that I was thinner than I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. Sometimes when I think about the past, all I can think about is like, what did I look like at that time? But I love that dress. It was from Urban Outfitters. Shout out to that amazing, amazing store. Yes. So I remember that whole era of Catherine, Blythe, the purple dresses, the young people. It was this these. Is, it was very like we were was, in Brooklyn. Yeah, it was L train to Graham Avenue, yes. Graham et cetera. Ave Graham Avenue needs to be inducted into the 2014 <laughs> Hall, Hall of Fame. fame. <laughs> for, for, for it's a Grab Avenue L needs to be inducted for its accomplishments in 2014. It was everything, and I was always fighting with at least one or two boys at the party. I was always getting way too drunk and kissing and being naughty. But now, you're a Hollywood TV writer, so to bring it back to seek treatment terms, we like to ask everyone, who were, were you, who, who are, are you, and who, who do you want to be? be? Wow. The big three questions mm -hmm. yeah. of our time. Um, okay. it's, the pick me, it's the pick me, choose me, love me of seek treatment. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, did you see? Oh, sorry. Just to just to say, 
Fourth um, question. This is just to say, I've left the plums in the ice box. <laughs> Did you? What's that? William Carlos Williams' mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to say it, um, you know, because Ariel and I, I don't know where you are now, but there was a, a time in in season seventeen, I think, of Grey's Anatomy, where there were three active hacks writers, all currently up to date in Grey's, and wow. two of those. And yes. So we've always gone over Grey's. But, you know, I recently, I forget if I was able to show you this or texted you it or not, but the girl on TikTok who does the Pick Me, Choose Me, Love Me monologue, but she just reads the alphabet. Um, and it's so good. Yes, I think you told me about it. She because A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, what is J, this? K, L, M, N, O, P. It's a famous speech that Meredith Grey gives to McDreamy. By the way, you're looking at me. I feel like we've never made eye contact until that moment. You're like, I'm going so in my head about like the setup. I have to like. I feel really good. Okay, good. I feel great, and I have five questions on the table. Who was I? Who am I? Who do I want to be? Where am I in Grey's Anatomy? And have I seen that TikTok? (laughs) Oh, it's a TikTok. Okay, okay. I have not seen that TikTok, but I love the concept. I wish all of the success in the world to that girl because she sounds like a genius. Totally. Where am I in Grey's? I am currently in the middle of the current season, and though I can, I still consider myself current on Grey's, even though I have a little catching up to do. Where I'm stopped right now is at Ellen Pompeo's final episode, and I'm Uh, having an avoidant response to watching her leave the show, so I'm kind of stuck there. But I am this summer going to binge watch the rest of this season so I can get back into it for the fall. And at this point, you know. I have to just stick with Grey's through thick and thin. It's Mm -hmm. really important to me, and it brings me a lot in my life. But are you, wait, is Ellen going to be popping back in? Yes. She still does the voiceovers, even though, from what (sighs) I can tell. She does them from her fucking, like, booth in Santa Monica. Yeah, exactly. Her Malibu glamour. Exactly. And they left the door open for her to sometimes guest star, and I believe she also was in the season finale uh, after she left. I'll go on the record. There's too much of the color black in her Malibu house, and it looks weird. Wait, this is all redacted, but, but leave this in. This, this is still existing in the podcast. Everything has been said is being redacted, but we're just leaving that segment with the knowledge that Ariel feels there's too much black in the um, Malibu in, beach house. In, in, it doesn't fit Malibu the vibe. Yeah. Let me ask you this, you guys. So who's the new lead of the show? Like, Who do you care about now that she's gone? Because I don't watch it. <laughs> Well, there's a whole new class of interns. They're young, they're fresh, they're contemporary. There's a guy from Everything Everywhere All at Once, a gal from Sex Lives of College Girls. Oh, which one? Which one? Um, from Sex Lives. I love that show. The, Me too, actually. This is the cool chica who dates... Um, Renee Rapp, but secretly who? because Renee oh, Rapp isn't out yet. That person, that woman isn't everything. The one who works yeah. at the um like women's center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the hot young yeah, lesbian. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She's yeah, in yeah, a lot yeah. she's in a lot of stuff and she's very good. Yes, she's really good. And oh, oh and well, um, what about ER Fightmaster? Amazing. 
And, you know, I'll never forget, I have such a kindred spiritual connection with them because we were, <laughs> speaking of hacks, I was standing with ER when we were both declined the opportunity to walk the <laughs> step and repeat at the hacks premiere. <laughs> that is so unbelievable. Um, Can you, you imagine know... being a star of Grey's Anatomy? Can you imagine being me, girl who lives in New York and does comedy shows in a basement and being denied? <laughs> I can't imagine that, though I was there, so I was there for that and for the pat blue suit moment so yeah. i'm sort of really seen us through everything i'm an observer of history thick and thin so back to back to the basics Who oh yeah are the you? how did you get okay to be this amazing person you are today so I feel that in high school, I was sort of an emo blogger girl wow. i think you could say would you say live journal Okay, so we all know Live Journal, right? And this was yeah. the era of Live Journal. But I was kind of alt. So I was on a platform called Dead Journal. Oh, and I'm this scared. Was, I'm scared, Ariel. <laughs> it was house. exactly the same as Live Journal in the setup, but it was more dark tones. Like the background was black. It was called Dead Journal. And you really just blog, <sighs> but it had sort of a subversive golf aesthetic. Wow. And you were D.C., right? You're like D.C. adjacent. Yes, Maryland, uh, suburbs of D.C. Yeah, so I would blog in my dead journal, and it honestly was kind of a funny little blog about my life as an emo high school student. Fuck yeah. I listened to Rilo Kylie a lot. Still my favorite. Me too. And I'm like, is part of this because I have an emotional tie from when I was a child? Mm -hmm. Or is it just really good or both? I don't know. But um, that's kind of who I was blogging, listening to emo music. Oh, I was so quiet in high school. Like, I was so (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Which year of high school was it? Frosh. Okay. So then you came out of your shell. Yeah. Um, But not out of the shell in the closet my memoir out of the shell <laughs> stuck in the closet that's a really good title um oh this just also reminded me i was really into phoebe from friends so i liked to be like silly and stuff uh-huh. with with my smelly clothes yes yeah, smelly just a little zany flavor of course in the mix what would you but wear yeah. do you have a uniform or could you wear whatever you want oh my god I wore a different skirt from Urban Outfitters every single day. Velvet. And I had I had velvet. I had um Are we talking like the circle skirt? Like circle skater style? Do you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. I had that. I had longer. I had free people. Mm -hmm. I had this free people skirt that was like a tableau of a forest with deer on it, and I loved that one. That's amazing. I had amazing. all of these colorful skirts, so I would wear these skirts, and then I would wear like a fake vintage T-shirt. Um, mm-hmm. Or lucky in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Um, you know, like fake ballet school or something, uh, or a real T-shirt. So that was kind of what I wore. Or a real T-shirt, either a fake T-shirt or a real. T-shirt. I want yeah. a T-shirt that says "fake ballet school." On it. <laughs> um, we, um, what was I gonna say? Um, just like to go uh, if thinking about dead journal, like that's exactly the kind of thing where like it doesn't really mean anything. But if I told my mom, she wouldn't even know what live journal was. But if I told her, if I was like, I'm doing dead journal, she'd be like, I don't, I don't like that. that. Yeah. My parents did find out about it. And because that was the word dead in it, they were like, are you okay? Um, did you have a username on it? My mom wouldn't ask me if I was okay, but she would say she didn't like it. Yeah. I did have a username, which 
I will not reveal because, you know, the internet needs to keep its secrets. But I... Okay, but will you actually bleep it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who do you think we are? Uh, I don't know. Fashion journalist? A two-headed monster? (laughs) (laughs) My username was... That's amazing. <laughs> it was kind of ironic or something. Yeah. Um, that, like, stands the test of time. That's so much better than I thought. Yeah, and, you know, actually, you just reminded me that when my parents found out about it, my dad did read it, and he told me that it made him sad because that's not who I really was. Aww. Even though it was who I was, it was, like, my true self being oh. expressed. And um, he chose oh to stop reading it because he didn't oh. like that side of me. Wait, this is so heartbreaking. Like, it was, was it because you were revealing that you were, like, depressed and insecure? Or was it because... A little bit. And yeah. I think also, I think one literal conflict was that I had curse words in it. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah. Well, so so you fucked up. You messed up. And you deserve, <laughs> okay. you deserve to not have a relationship with your father. I'm glad we talked about this because now I see this was my bad. And um, do you feel... Were you dating? Were you, but like... Do you feel now that, like, your parents support your writing and your career? Yes. Yes. Okay. They watch every episode of Hacks. Aww. Like my mom sometimes watches it like at midnight on Wednesday. What do they think? What do they think of our very queer forward episode we co-wrote about a gay, a lesbian cruise? They love it. Did they think they that was it. who you really were, and did they think that's who I really was? <laughs> you think Pat's gay? <laughs> that is such a good question. Do they think Pat's gay? I will text them. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You know, we didn't really get into it, but they did enjoy that episode okay. and um to answer your question no i did not date in high school i know it's sort of a famous question on this podcast did you hook up in high school yeah. and the answer is a hard n-o no <laughs> uh, i couldn't find anyone to make out with in high school and that's Were just you, how it was did you have a crush i did i had a few kind of long-term crushes i oh. would say High school crushes can last for like nine years because yeah. you're with the same people for nine years. Yeah. Like, I guess I still I like that random guy who doesn't care about me at all. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and you have this like set thing where maybe you see them once a day at like 11. Oh my God. Cancel plans just in case you call, living for the thrill of it all, for the hope of yeah. it all. It's so <laughs> interesting in high school where it's like you know your people you're going to see between which classes because they're going, you know, which. I'll get the door. Uh, no one knows. Maybe my boots. I ordered boots. Um. Because you know which classes, like, they're going to, so you know when your, like, schedules cross, and then it becomes such a part of your internal world, like, between math and Spanish, I see Emily. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes, I mean, I don't wish to go back to this time at all. It was so angsty and not empowered, but it is fun and in terms of like finding a new crush that all these people are sort of populating your schedule in a repetitive way in high school. Um, because I don't have a crush right now and I haven't had a good crush in a couple years, honestly. Mm. And I'm like, where to even find one in this fricking town? Well, it's also hard when you've been working like in your apartment. Tell me about it. (laughs) Do you, um, do you want to, I'm oh, so I'm God. so sorry. What, Don't yell at me. It's my no, house. No, I just hate when people do that. I know. <laughs> Wait, cut that out. Me saying that. No, keep oh, it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I do. I get like an irrational anger when it buzzes, and I buzz in door, and then I sit down and it buzzes again. I get like I I push put door down like really hard to oh, illustrate. Like, see, I'm pushing it down. Whoa. A hundred percent. Whoa. 
<laughs> okay, so then you're in high school, and then did you always want to be a TV writer, or what were you feeling at the time? Yes, I wanted to be a TV writer, but I was a little bit secretive about it because mm-hmm. it sounded, like, really bold. Totally, um, like, how how could she ever? That's why I feel like, if I said I wanted to be like, an actress, like, how could you ever do that? Yeah. That's what high school is. Yeah. Exactly. So I did feel that, but being from the D.C. area, I knew a lot of people who were journalists, and mm-hmm. that felt like more of a, and my mom is a journalist as well, so that felt even though it is writing, it felt like more of a sort of normal career. Mm-hmm. Although now, like, journalists, like, no journalist makes any money. Everyone's getting fired every day. It's, like, worse than being a TV writer. Yeah, I remember, like, ha- oh, my God. I remember taking... Because <laughs> I majored in journalism, technically, for similar reasons. You did? <laughs> me me and giving full side I have <laughs> And I, um, I just remember this project having to, like, interview this woman, like... Who was like there was a restaurant near our college called Miss Shirley's, and I had to, for some reason for this project, interview her about being the chef at Miss Shirley's, and I'm kind of like, what did anyone get out of that? Do you know what I mean? I bet she really enjoyed it. I wonder if you were, if you were the chef. I she was at the very least sartorially queer. Maybe mm. I don't. Know, maybe she went home to a lovely masculine husband every night i have no idea because that, that, that might cover my that wasn't within the scope of the interview but um but if you were a queer coded sartorially um chef at the establishment miss shirley's um in, in about 2009 then please reach out and tell me if you got anything out of that interview because that's what we at this podcast i are... need miss shirley herself to come forward and, and happy oh pride tell me who she makes love queer coded miss yes. shirley i you know it's so funny like all the little restaurants around my college were all owned by the same guy named eddie and <laughs> um and he like ran a catering company and i like I needed money, I would work for the catering company, and, like, I remember catering this, like, event um, for, like, the the cardiothoracic surgeons of Baltimore, and it was, like, the first time I found out about chocolate lava cake, because it was being served, I remember, like, people weren't allowed to eat it, because you were the catering, but I remember being like, oh my god, like, these, the heart surgeons are so lucky, like, they get to have, like, lava cake, like, it's so good, it looks so good, and then I, <laughs> and then I dropped fully one full tray of glassware in the middle of the gala, like, smashed, smashed, and I don't really remember ever being paid for my work in that company, and then, but then it came out, it surfaced, that he would, like, buy college ca- fuck the men. cakes he would fuck, he the, would cakes. fuck the cakes <laughs> he would buy college men cars and then like and kind of get want like sexual favors from college oh young my men God. i'm sorry he didn't pick you he didn't pick me at all and i'm not making right. a joke i'm not, <laughs> I'm not making, making a joke, joke. Yeah. i think that's really bad uh, yeah yeah i remember thinking but I'm sorry huh. he didn't pick i remember you. thinking huh i was like around him alone a lot not only did he not you like, weren't his slice of lava cake not only did he not buy me a car he didn't pay me for my catering work <laughs> <laughs> anyways anyways <laughs> i'm sorry to those affected by um that guy, that Eddie's guy. actions i'm you know? sorry if eddie is a monster and i'm sorry if, yeah if uh, he's he's um you. i believe he is deceased now r.i.p that's why i felt really comfortable exposing him totally um it was brave so Eddie. then so you went to call and did you study oh yeah so i was like i'm gonna be like an entertainment journalist i'm gonna like write about celebrities and movies and stuff mm-hmm. but then i got to college and i was like forget it i want to be a tv writer absolutely where not. did you go to college were you a barnard girl yes yes i went to barnard college in new york city and i started taking improv classes oh. in 
Yeah, in my sophomore year. The and got really history. into the rest. From there, I met Catherine in her purple dress. <laughs> and now I'm here in L.A. <laughs> um, but, but yeah. We don't oh. really know if we met at UCB. Well, I know that I hosted <laughs> Lloyd Night when you were on Lloyd Night. Yeah, wow. but that could have been any time in a 40-year period. So I don't know because I was on Lloyd Night for 40 American years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't know that we ever spoke. Well, I don't think we did ever speak or have a conversation. But look at you now. Okay. You're having one on Zoom I know. recorded. Our <laughs> this time, and it is, this version is being recorded. <laughs> Good. So then how, so once you're in the UCB world and you were like writing in school, is that like, what was that like? Yeah. What was it like, by the way? You know, y'all were there. It was um, exciting and like fun to see all these people who cared about comedy so much. I will say there was something very magical about being so young in that world. And I was able to really romanticize things, Mm. um, which had good and bad effects because I am happy that I got that experience of at the time being like, this is so cool. Mm -hmm. These people are so smart. The life advice they are giving me it's wise words to live by. Like, everything just felt very exciting, especially, like, I got on a house improv team at this other theater. Which theater? Um, the Pit. Wow, you I, just did a Kristen Shawl. You, you just did Kristen oh Shawl. Oh, God. We, Do you know why? About, like, um, this theater, that theater. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You did that. <laughs> I don't know. Do you, know you, you know, I worked at The Pit. <laughs> oh my god in the basement um, i forgot about that i would plug people's names into a spreadsheet and be like this person's taking this class and then people really would call the office and be like how do i get on snl and what oh do you god. tell them i would say i'm not sure but um i'd encourage you to take a class and the one time i got yelled at you was were like because- i will gar- i don't know how to get <laughs> snl but i guarantee you one role in a league of their own that's in 22 <laughs> okay i remember the one time i got yelled at was because i said on the phone, I was like, well, this class is cheaper than that one. And the boss was like, it's not cheaper. It's less expensive. Oh, my God. And I was like, okay, well, it's also cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> that Sir? is so... Whatever. Yes. Um, so then, and then how did you make the big move to LA and make all your dreams come true? Gosh, you know, well, I was bouncing around New York for a long time and did a little, like, assistant stuff, became a professional blogger, which was... a Dark, for dark where? day. Um, I blogged for a number of places. I worked full time for a while at someecards.com. Oh, yeah, oh my god, T B T Tattoo T B T. When that was the funniest thing in the world, remember when that was the funniest <laughs> Yeah, thing they the were like need to, I need to get a tattoo that says T B T and just everyone who sees it can know that it's about e cards. Some e cards. <laughs> and I some e cards? <laughs> yeah. I need to get a tattoo that says F M L because I'm kind of bringing that back. Fuck my life. Well, you um, know, I've been listening to Chris Lilly's Jamee podcast, and it's so funny. And she does a segment every episode called The Worst Fucking Moment of My Life. <laughs> and, it's always, <laughs> and it's always like, I like, FM, like, fuck my life. Like, it's set at FML. Like, it's so funny, that podcast. I had to start listening again because I kind of have taken a break. Um, me too, because I guess someone else brought FML back before me. My bad, but I'm getting the big <laughs> tattoo right here. On your um, forehead. Yeah, on my that, forehead. That would be iconic to have FML tattooed on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing so hard at that. That's a really funny thing to do. 
If you're looking for something funny, hey guys, if you're starting out and you want to be on SNL, a funny thing you can do is tattoo FML on your forehead. <laughs> um, so, well, I remember you wrote that pilot that I read in LA that was so good. Oh my God, that was so fun. Oh yeah, so I bopped around New York, whatever. I moved to LA like five or six years ago. What made you move there? I really wanted to be a TV writer and it wasn't happening in New York. You know how yeah. everyone in New York, like around improv is like, I want to move to LA, but I'd never move there without a job. So That's I'm going to stay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Pat. I'm about to call you out, but no, like. Call me in, please. Can you make a small tea? <laughs> call me over. Call me over to LA. <laughs> come on over. Come on over, baby. But it's like, how the hell are you going to get a job in LA if you live in New York? And I know, Pat, you have. You wrote for Hacks from New York. But you know what? You're a very special person and a, like, really voice of a generation. No. Ariel. It, it, it is true. Log, it's true. Log off. It's true. Log off, bitch. Do you, oh, have you guys seen a VIP list on TikTok? Go no, cry about it. There are these Gen Z girls who review restaurants, and they're like, this oh. caviar is mid at best. Oh. Go the ones like, oh, I'm a carbone. Is it that yeah. one? Okay, uh-huh, yeah. Exactly. But they is always say, go cry about it. They don't, I don't think they're trying to be funny, are they? Well... I think that at first they were not trying to be funny, okay. but then they kind of went viral in a sort of layered, many <laughs> waves of irony on top of each other, and now they play into that on purpose. So Stop. We need to have them on the pod. Who are they? Who are they again? I don't know. The, she said TikTok. They're TikTok. What's your names? But what's their thing? VIP list. VIP, <laughs> VIP list. <laughs> okay, now I know their names. Yeah, their, names, their, names. their names are VIP list. <laughs> All that is to say, go cry about it. Um, but yeah, it's so rare to be able to get a job, especially like a writing job or something when you live in New York. It's like, think about how many people are already in LA without jobs, like trying to get one. But why does it matter? Because you're not going in physically, you're just sending in your samples, no? Yeah, but it's just... It hits different? It I hits also different. Know, I know someone... Is it because you're meeting people who are like, I'm giving you a job today? Or is it... Just... Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Well, and will that happen to Catherine in the job? No. Maybe if you had stayed in LA and not come back to New York, you would be Kit from League of Their Own right now. <laughs> I, um... I, I mean, am I missing out? <laughs> well, I don't know what it's like for actors. Hey, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> because you can audition from New York. Of course. And it's happened to me. But I, I do sometimes feel like, oh, if I was there, would they have just, like, plopped me in that movie? Well, okay, look. I said Pat is, like, special because he's a voice of a generation. Catherine, you're special because you are a New York icon. So, oh, that's a good thing to be. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys are special situations. Thank but you. But I will say generally, So yeah. if you're a fucking loser, <laughs> and it's not going... Well, conversely, conversely, I know someone who was, like, yeah, we're... They, they, they were married, and them and their spouse were like, we're moving to L.A. because when we do get a job, we don't want it to be this, like, rushed thing, like, where we're, like, moving to L.A. for the job. This was in 2015, oh, 2015, and they still all live and reside in L.A., and they still don't have this. Bleep it, this. who? So you got to L.A., and they were like, here, kid, here's... Here's, you got a one-way ticket, here's yeah. your job in return. Yeah, I, I got to LA and my job at that time was, you know when you Google a hotel and yeah. in Google... I do know that. Okay, uh, picture this. 
Yes. You want to know more information about a hotel, so you Google it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Then you, yes. <laughs> you, know what, you know what I'm talking about. We've all been there. Okay. So then you click on the hotel and a uh-huh. sidebar in Google pops up. Yes. And it's like... I love that sidebar. I hate it. I love it. <laughs> it's what? like a, a low-key, refined, yes. boutique hotel with free Wi-Fi and espresso machines in the room. Totally. I was yeah. writing those little descriptions. I Those are God to me. Those are scripture to me. Oh, wow. I don't trust the links. I'm like, oh, that's the real one. But were you do it in an honest way or were you kind of flattering the hotel? No, it was honest. And but where did you get the information? Yeah. Basically, there was this content management system where you click and it geolocates you anywhere in the world. You don't know where the pin is going to go. It could be Amsterdam. There were a bunch of like hostels in Europe and Asia. Sometimes it was like a hotel in the United States. It would just take you there. You click on the website's hotel and you scour because you're trying to get as many as you can uh, because you're paid per item. And there's a list of approved adjectives. So you notice, you know, there's like a style guide. Most businesses have that. But so you are looking at the website and then you're looking at the choices, basically, of words to describe it and sort of assembling it. But the hotel itself is deciding what your choices are to describe it. No, Google is deciding. No, Google decides. Okay, so you would know. What are some words you couldn't use? Shitty. I don't know what you couldn't use, but definitely like... You know, well, okay, back it to like about... Your, your, it sounds like your dead journal could have used that, and then your dad would have liked it a bit better. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. So true. <laughs> Too soon. Um, you know what you were saying about cheap versus less expensive? Yeah. If you Google a hotel and it is less expensive, you'll see it'll often say, like, um, no frills mm. or spare or, like, um, simple or basic, but it wouldn't be, like, cheap. Yeah. Sure. Wow, interesting. So you were doing yeah, that fascinating. job. Yeah, while... fascinating. So that was like torture, and okay. it was Sorry, it was, like it was torture. <laughs> AI, yeah, that's one job that AI they can have that one. Fascinating torture. That yeah. is true. <laughs> AI can have that job, and they would honestly. But then be we would never get Ariel Carlin where she is today. So maybe AI can't hmm. have that one. That's true. Um. So yeah, I just moved here, and I was like, I, I want to be a TV writer, and like these are my credits from New York, and I had no reps, and it was very painful. Wah, wah. <laughs> just kidding it's like not that sympathetic but that is but that is my, my tale now you're my what fam- was the first thing you wrote for um i worked on babysitters club as writer's oh, yeah. assistant i heard that show was amazing yeah it's really sweet didn't and- ryan o'connell write on that Yes, but not the same season as me. Oh, I worked okay. only on season one, and I was a writer's assistant, and I got my first episode writing credit because I co-wrote the season one finale with oh. Lucia and Yellow. Oh, cool. And there she is a longtime mentor to me. She oh, is amazing. our boss at Hacks as well. I actually also met her back in UCB era. And she, was, um, and she went to your college too, right? She went to Columbia. Um, oh, we yeah, didn't yeah. know each other there, but we met shortly after and she actually you guys will get this she directed a spank that I was yes, part of yes and that is how we first met and I have sort of um you know followed her around as much as I could since then and learned a lot from her um and have gotten to work with her and for her a number of times that's um, amazing it's so cool yeah. when someone actually 
like takes someone under their wing and like helps them out. It's so rare. I know, right? Town. That's awesome. Yeah. The we need that in was this directed biz. by my mentor, Brandon Scott Jones, but then I was, um, <laughs> he was so smart and funny and like so nice and kind, but then I was like blacked out for the spank mm-hmm. and then ultimately did get, instead of notes, he was told not to come to the notes where your director would normally come and I got, <laughs> I did get intervened on instead of getting notes on my spank. <laughs> but hey, if you know you're sober and you're both working in Hollywood. <laughs> totally. It doesn't Neither matter if you get your notes. <laughs> Whether you get notes or you get intervened, it's still, you still might end up writing, oh my God. A, co-writing a lesbian cruise episode. You just unlocked a memory for me, which is that I did a, I think I did a spank and th- someone who was in charge at the time gave me notes. I'm not kidding. I think it was like 16 months later. Oh, I know exactly. <laughs> and I was like, I'm good, actually. I actually know the time frame you're talking about. Okay. Because I remember someone else. I remember that <laughs> kept, person. Kept asking me if you had gotten yours. And then <laughs> she kept telling me that you would definitely come to her and talk to her if you Because we're them. all get yours. <laughs> and I got stronger. I got harder. Thank you to my spank. Now, Ariel, you're a, you're a Swifty now. Yes. Yes. And you kind of believe some of the theories, huh? Not to lead the witness. You think she's G? Um, I have had my ins and outs of going into the conspiracy world of Taylor, Gaylor, Kaylor. What's um, Kaylor? Kaylor is the subsect of Gaylor that is specifically about Carly. Taylor Swift and Carly Kloss. Yeah, I think, yeah, okay. And I don't want you like Deanna a best Agron, friend. Daler. Daler. Huh, wow. Yeah. My jailer. He's in my tailor. Yeah, wait, that's crazy. So what yeah. do you think? I think ultimately that perhaps she is curious and exploratory as we all are welcome to be but i don't believe she's had any secret long-term relationships with women and at this point i would say i've read much of the evidence have scoured through the documents Mm -hmm. have lived with a person my sister who (laughs) was all the way into the dark side and um (laughs) was really really far into it she taught me who tree pain was she showed me where to look for some of the signs um she told you about vip girl list or whatever (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know all i can say is like Definitely there's some chemistry between Taylor and Carly, and that's beautiful. What I ultimately think about Taylor's songs is that they are kind of allegories inspired by her personal life, but I don't really think you can read them and be like, this is a secret message that means she was in a six-year relationship with this person, etc. But, um, you know... I think she's a poet, mm-hmm. and I think her songs and all of the drama surrounding her persona, to follow it all, brings me a lot of joy and cheer, and me I wish too. that for everyone. Yeah, for me, it's hard. It's like, I, love I will so say, much. like, everyone should do what they want, but it would be really hard for me to connect with Taylor in the same way. If I, I need to know that she likes boys like me. <laughs> and all of our songs are, are, are about boys like how I think they are you know I actually remember this one day at Babysitter's Club this was around the Lover album uh-huh. I think it was that summer and 
Taylor had said she was going to make this big announcement. Oh like my god! Twelve yeah. yes. PST, yeah. and I was like, oh, maybe she's going to say, and maybe it was like June Pride Month as it is right now. Shout out to Shirley the chef. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, Ms. her name wasn't Miss Shirley. Shirley. She wasn't the. I know. Ms. Shirley I know. Was a made I know. Up, it's actually not cool. Miss Shirley was a made up character by this guy Eddie who didn't want to fuck me. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Miss Shirley isn't even real. <laughs> no, and the but, chef was just so, someone he brought on. I th- actually think her name might have been Bridget, to be honest. Was the queer-coded chef Bridget? I love the name Bridget. There's a, there is about a 6% chance that the queer-coded chef's name was Bridget, and I'm, and I'm, that I'm remembering that. I just well, bid for something on Poshmark this morning, and it's making me feel like it's going to be free, because I'm, like, bargaining with someone, but it's not free. It's still money. Anyways... So let me tell you. Oh yeah. So so wait. So Taylor was gonna have this big announcement, and I was like, I think she's actually gonna say maybe she's queer or is like exploring her sexuality. And I was really excited, and I like watched it at our lunch break, and it was like, I don't remember specifically, but it was along the lines of like, buy my bonus track at Target or something. (laughs) The opposite of coming out is asking someone to buy your something at Target. Yeah. (laughs) So. Ever since then, I've been like, okay, I need to have a certain certain walls up. Yeah, totally. With those theories, and who are you now? Who's and who are you now? Who who, who do we, sits who before stands us? before us? God, this is the hardest one of the big three, and I will say it's especially hard now when, like, I'm not sure I remember the first year of the COVID pandemic, even though it was so recently. It's really hard to, like, place myself in time, but I will say one thing just sort of on all of these topics, you know, I had this dream of moving to LA and being a TV writer, Mm -hmm. and now it's so exciting. I'm getting to, like, live that dream. So now I'm like, okay, how can I, like, enjoy my life and be a happy person? It's impossible, don't try. It's impossible, don't try. (laughs) Don't get a dog. Don't get a dog. (laughs) I keep saying this sentence to people. Right now, I had a really lovely life that I was struggling to appreciate, and now I have this. Now my my entire life is in service mm-hmm. of this creature whom I love, who could watch me tomorrow get hit by a bus, yeah. and one minute later never think about me again. Yeah, look how she doesn't even care. I took care of her. I took care of her for almost three weeks. She doesn't even look at me when she walks in the door. She doesn't give up. So Ugh. it's hard. It's hard. It's like I can do one thing a day. Today, this is my thing I'm doing. And then I take her out five times. I know. And then, wow. like, then, but then you think, oh, well, in between the times you take her out, then she probably will let you kind of have exist in your own way for a second. But she doesn't really generally like it if, if I yeah, exist. Yeah, it'll get easier when she's yeah. less puppy. No, I know, I know, I know. I'm, I know. I'm, 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 I'm and we're laughing and we're kidding. I'm, I'm putting a comedic slant on puppy totally. ownership. For, for the listeners, of course. Of course, Listen, the only dogs I'm ever going to have right now are my little Yorkies in Sims 4. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you playing Sims? Hey, I was a big yeah. Sims fan. I love I, the Sims. Sims is a huge part of this podcast. Okay. Well, you guys know that I'm an in and out listener, but... Look, to quickly recap where who who was I, who am I, and who do I want to be with regard to this podcast? I knew Catherine before this podcast started. <laughs> I listened, it was a great listen. Then I started working with Pat, and it's like I can't listen to Pat talk on a podcast after I've been at work with him all day. <laughs> I don't even mean that in like some kind of way, like I don't want to. I just mean what kind yeah, of crazy person. <laughs> 
kind of crazy person would I be if I like talk to you all day and then I like go home and I'm like, oh, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna like listen to a recording of Pat talking. That would be so crazy. Well, you That's know, so funny. you know what crazy thing I'm doing because I sent you um the clip, the thing I sent you. Yeah. Do you know what I'm what? talking about? Mm, I, I sent you a thing. Mm, what, how can okay. we? Meowmix. Yeah, so he, so Meowmix means Pat's been a curious kitty cat about something. Okay, okay. Do you know what I mean? And it killed the cat. Yes. Yes. I sent yes. that to you, right? Okay. Yes. okay. I, in this case, the Pat. <laughs> I put all the coded pieces together. Curiosity so, killed that's, the cat. That's but that's about. similar. That's a similarly crazy thing to do, and I should stop. And it's I'm, not the same. It's not the same. I, yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same, Ariel. So, who, so Ariel, what's your dream? Who do you want to be? God, okay, I want to be someone who has a lot of room and prioritization in my life for both creativity mm. and leisure slash pleasure, Incredible. which for me is like being in a swimming pool. I yeah. love that. Don't you and, want to consult? Doesn't consulting seem like the perfect thing? You like don't really do that much and you get a million dollars. You mean like being like a consulting producer on a TV yeah, show? Yeah, no offense to anyone. I'm, I'm saying this with love to... Anyone who consults, that seems like you get paid definitely a lot more than me. And no offense, but like you're definitely not on the Zoom. And we respect you and we love you. And I'm not talking and about, I'm not, I'm actually, the person I'm thinking about doesn't work on any projects that I work on. So whatever. But I'm just like, wow. And like, you don't know them. You wouldn't know them. I don't know anyone who consults on any of the projects I work on. But I do know people that consult <laughs> on projects that I don't work on. And I think to myself, wow, they seem to really make quite a, quite a bit of money. And they don't seem to be too concerned with. Um, managing totally totally (laughs) yeah I think that's really cool I also think right now like I really want to work like a lot and hard and Mm -hmm. you know I think it's like so hard to get here and like get to LA and get to start doing stuff and I I really want to like go hard and yeah. I also want to like be in a pool totally. and I need to like creatively express myself so when I'm not in a room like right now I am trying to figure out a better famous last words process yeah um it's so hard. because your pilot is so did we read the same pilot the one about the, the wellness yeah that's yes. so good yeah Catherine... is that being made it needs to be made yeah no, not right now but it is available so... for yeah. reading right now <laughs> Get it's, up. it's Pick it up when the strike ends. Pick it up and don't put it down. Pick it up. Promise Catherine a roll in it. Pick it up yes. and don't promise me roll because then maybe I'll get the roll. <laughs> well, Catherine, yes, yeah, so I did a staged reading of it when I had no job in so LA. Fun. And Catherine read one of the roles and was hilarious in it. Oh, thank you, Ariel. Wow. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yes. I get really mad. You were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should go. Uh, okay, good to see you. I just thought I knew about the stage readings that people were doing, but I don't. Yeah, so. you don't always know about the stage readings. Yeah, Pat, right? this was when we only knew each other from when I hosted Lloyd Night when Fair you were enough. on Lloyd Night. Totally. Fair enough. Now, let me ask you this. Does everyone have a crush of the week? Mm-hmm. Okay. Take the lead. Okay, my crush of the week is Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. It was their birthday on Tuesday, oh. and they are the queens of Gemini season. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday. MKNA. I fucking love them. That's a yeah, really, really good I, one. But I need them to pop in and, like, say hello. No, but you need to respect that they're not. I, no, I do respect that, but it's like... Yeah, it wouldn't they, hurt. You know, they've, they've received a lot from what we've given them, and now it's like we have relationships with them. You we think used, they owe you I'm something? I'm not saying, I, I don't think they, well, not yeah. a lot, not a lot, but I think they could pop in and be like, 
this is what I'm interested in right now. This is like what my life looks like. Goodbye. Goodbye. I've been counterpoint. Mary Kate Olsen went to a cafe wearing a red jacket in New York City this week. And what more do you want from her? Oh, I need to look at that. I need to look that up. I guess maybe I would. I think I need to look at the AD of Meredith Grey. Um, Yeah. The AD of Meredith Grey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I thought of, like, a crush of the week that I wanted my crush of the week to be, but now I'm, like, I had the scariest sex dream last night. What was it? I was having sex with my boyfriend in front of someone who wronged me once. Really? Whoa. Can you say who and will beep? Guitar teacher. Oh, wow. Interesting. So bizarre. It wasn't good. It wasn't sexy. I was like, why are all these people watching? Anyways, my crush of the week is um, friend of the pod, David Odyssey, because a few years ago for my birthday, he gave me this set, this beautiful set of Morgan Greer tarot cards. And I, I draw tarot cards almost every day, and I always think of him, and I just feel so grateful to have a friend who is thoughtful enough to send you a gift you really love and use. And I just, when someone gives a good gift, it really means a lot to me. Um, okay, my crush of the week, oh my god, I'm like so crazy, I can't think of one. Um, my crush of the week. What about your dinner partner last night? Oh yeah, my crush of the week will be Grace Goldschmidt, who I had dinner with last night. It was so fun, it was so sweet. So easy to talk to, gab with, and um... Yeah, it was like a really nice like outdoor New York dinner downtown. Mm. Which is, like, Where'd you eat? Il Buco. Oh. But, oh, you know who really I good. definitely is not my crush the week? <laughs> is our waiter who treated me like <laughs> I was, he had, it was, this was the vibe he was giving. Like, saw us walk in and then went to like wash his hands and looked up and saw a poster like wanted for serial killing, <laughs> a picture of me. And then he came back and had to like wait and, and the, the cops were on the phone. Like that was... It was so crazy. I made the grave... There's a lot of waiters like that. I made the grave mistake of asking if there was Diet Coke served at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. There's not. And it's actually apparently a really insane thing to even ask. Yeah. Um, is that because they're too fancy yeah. for Diet Coke? It is because of that. Yeah. It's like, I think hmm. just... Ser- it's like, a, no one take yourself so seriously that, like, you can't even serve Diet Coke because you're just too serious of an establishment for that. Yeah. <laughs> I think just serve the Diet Coke. Guess what? Diet Coke is a serious beverage have for the, serious people. Have the confidence to serve Diet Coke and know that people still can take you seriously. Yeah, your food can be good yeah. and you can serve a Diet Coke on it. Don't be and, insecure. And then Grace at one point asked what he preferred between two things and I guess what she didn't realize well, what I didn't illegal. realize what, what wasn't explained to us at all was that like it was a there was a daily menu so he was like well this is a daily menu <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I haven't tried obviously everything on the menu because it's daily so it changes every day so I wouldn't I guess like the spaghetti's been more popular today from what people have been ordering but I don't you know but it was like you mm-hmm. know someone's talking for so long just, it could have just been like oh it's a daily menu I'm not sure Right, so, I hope that person's okay. He definitely wasn't my crush of the week, but Grace was. And, um, yeah, that's, like, all I'll say necessarily about that. I was at a restaurant in Palm Springs last week, and someone I was with was like, how's this dish? And the waiter was like, it's not very good. <laughs> so that's what Respect. I... That's what I was basically asking yes. if you did when you were writing hotel descriptions for the sidebar. Right, right. No. For the famous no. publication, The Sidebar. The sidebar is my guru. The sidebar is very, like, the 100, like, what the... The 100, yes. Oh, my God, when she brings yes. up the 100 in the finale, and she's yeah. like, you guys were so amped on the 100. Yeah. And he's like, don't you fucking dare, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Anyways, do you guys feel hot today? Um, My hair is, like, the uh, the, the bad length. I think it's a great length. Um, well, it's going to be going ahead and getting itself cut on Tuesday. <laughs> it's taking itself right to the salon. Right now, it's uncut, and so... <laughs> uncut dorms. <laughs> my uncut... 
my huge uncut hair is, um, <laughs> is not making me feel hot. But I think that after Tuesday, Tuesday I'm getting a massage. Because, you know, I started the artist way. Again, after threatening to do it for a long time. And so my first artist day, I'm going to Women's Work Bath, has to get an 80-minute pro massage. Is that an artist yes. day? Yes. Why wouldn't it be? Oh. I... Oh. Oh. Guys, <laughs> don't sorry. fight. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to be a dick. Isn't <laughs> what do you think an artist day is? <laughs> I said an artist day, but you have to like absorb culture. No, no, it's whatever you want to do that feels fun to you. Oh, my entire life is an artist day. It's spending time with yourself. I no. swear it's to God, I thought, I thought you had to with anyone else. I thought you had to watch a movie alone. No, but often I do. But this feels nice for a first one. Oh. it's like anything we're taking in stimuli it doesn't have to be cultural. Oh, okay, that's really helpful. And to she know. warns against like feeling like, oh, I should go to a museum because oh, I should do because your okay. brain because your your inner child is your inner creativity is actually a child, and so it mm. actually craves play. <laughs> so, so in this case, you're getting played with by a hot masseuse. I know. I hope I don't get too horny, but... I hope you do. I can't help it. Can I? Can't I? Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> you know, I when I did The Artist Way, it was because I was quarantining in a hotel room, so I didn't really absorb anything. I was locked. Oh, interesting. Okay, but do you feel hot today, Ariel? Well, you know, I was in Palm Springs last week. I was feeling hot. I had sun on my face, and I was in a pool. Now that sort of vibrancy is diminishing on a downward slope but i'm still holding on to some of it so i do feel hot but getting less and less by the hour you have a nice glow about you thank you so much who makes that nice sweater you're wearing this is made by a lovely place called asos.com it's gorgeous so many i love it me too. Me too. I, I've never dived into ASOS. I, Do you know what I realized? It, it will take over your life. There's so much stuff on there. Because I'm doing a story on stage right now about Madewell, I keep crediting them with um, being the company that refused to work with us because we were sexual. Oh, it wasn't. It was Everlane. It was Everlane. That's okay for your story. I know, but... But I, what if there's a huge, huge deal coming our way? And what if, like, what if Madewell is about to um, have a huge uh, decline in sales because of how I've been speaking out against them? But, Why don't you just wow. say the story happened at Everlane? Because I don't need that. I could, I could, I don't, because I want to be truthful above everything in my art. Okay, well, you asked for my <laughs> um, um, I do kind of feel hot today because, oh, oh, tell me, you guys, listen, I've been taping my mouth while I sleep. Oh, is that helpful? Yeah. But I don't know. Tell me if it's real. Comment, DM me, whatever, call me. Mm-hmm. Now, we, you know, we have to run, um, but I want to ask, are you guys mad at me? No. Absolutely not. Are you sure? No. Uh, no, I'm not not sure. Great. And are, are you mad at me? Because I wish we could have done this in person, but I'm glad we made it work on Zoom. I'm not mad at all. I'm so glad that I could finally seek treatment for all that ails me with <laughs> the two of you sharing your earbuds like Lady and the Tramp. You know, famously, Ariel, one time I think did get mad at me when during our famous Emmys night when I did realize... Partially through the night, my hair was doing the thing where it it began, I felt in pictures looking like a toupee. Mm-hmm. And so I kept telling people, like, my hair looks like a toupee, my mm-hmm. hair looks like a toupee. And then we were sharing a car <laughs> night, so we went from one place to another, and we got in the car, and I'd just been complaining about it, and I was looking at a picture. I was like, see, my hair looks like a, a toupee, and it's an aerial. Was the closest amount at me that I've ever seen her? And she said, I don't want to tell you, Pat, your hair looks like it's attached to your head. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. I don't remember that, but I... Are you mad at me now? 
no, I don't remember that, but I wasn't mad at you then. <laughs> I'm not now. And I stand by that comment. Your hair does look like it's fully attached to your well, hair. Well, now I've kind of learned volume, but now I almost sometimes overdo it with volume, and then that's embarrassing to me, but... It's just a journey we're, we're all working on. on. We're, all three of us are working on it yeah. over time. Um, <laughs> thank you so hard. much for joining yeah. us. Thank Where you. can people follow you? What do you want to plug? Watch Hacks, everyone. Watch Babysitter's Club. <laughs> yes, and of course you can follow me on Twitter, Ariel Carlin, or Instagram, Ariel KK. We love that. We thank love you it. so much for joining us. Everyone's sweet dreams and sleep tight. Nothing but love. Sweet treatment if you're boring as fun.